There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Good evening and welcome to a new week of the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Celtic stay nine points clear of Rangers in the Singe Premiership. Only change really at the weekend. Celtic's goal difference advantage now 28 goals better than their old rivals. Next stop Wednesday night and what a night it's going to be. Celtic at home to Hearts for the first time in four days. They'll meet at Ham and Rangers through in Edinburgh to face Hibs, the M8 Derbies. And Livy up against Dundee United, slugging it out in West Lothian. Barry, another big weekend, but no change right at the top of the table. You're happy enough, uh, still the nine points in it. Yeah, you, you wanted a reaction. We obviously the disappointing <coughs> result um, the weekend previous um, in, in, in the cup final. Um, so you, you wanted Rangers to go out with a bang. The first 45 minutes, they were... They were pretty convincing. Second half wasn't so good, but the the main thing for Rangers was getting that reaction and making sure um, they got the three points and try and put a bit of pressure on Celtic to see what happened um, the the following day. But listen, um, Celtic obviously won pretty convincingly. St Mirren scored early, Mark, as we know, yesterday afternoon, the lunchtime game. VAR was a feature of it. There's some a few looks of Ange Postacoglu. He doesn't love VAR, does he? But it worked out. Celtic winning 5-1. Yeah, they, they, they got there. Um, in the end, they got an important uh, three points um, You know, with Rangers still uh, on their tails to an extent. They didn't want to give Rangers any encouragement and they managed to get over the line. Charles Dunn's um, unfortunate red card for, from his uh, point of view, albeit it was a clear red. Um, by referee uh, David Dickinson again quite perturbed though that referees can't see some decisions and have to rely on VAR Andrew Dallas was in VAR uh, yesterday and I thought it was a clear penalty kick um, to uh, St Man for the handball uh, with Greg Taylor but over the piece another good performance um, from Celtic but uh, from St Man's point of view um, they probably wondered what might have been had they kept it at 11 v 11 yeah can I just yeah, come in there Mark makes a brilliant point we're all watching yeah. the game yesterday and David Dickinson the, the referee what a view he's got mm. yeah and he doesn't see it as a penalty and, and for me he has to go and rely on VAR and, and, and do you know what that, that worries me yeah. that really worries me and then obviously you look to the, the previous day with Rangers and Willie Collum and the command look uh, sorry the Rangers penalty that they got with James Tavernier putting it in the back of the net I've watched that now 10, 15 times and I can't see if it hits the guys the guys arm I'm, I'm glad you said that Barry because I watched it then on I, telly I, you know and they're all saying I, I oh yeah it has, it. I can't see I, it I keep watching it yeah. and I've watched it another few yeah. times today and I can't really I know see if it does so then that's got me thinking I don't know if it's a penalty I'm very unsure yep. and uh, Willie Collum obviously he's been over to the, the VAR um, monitor and looked at it and, and gave a penalty but some of the decisions we're seeing um, again it's every single weekend we see this I, I was surprised that VAR um, didn't ask Willie to look at Alan McGregor's tackle on Rory McKenzie yeah. I thought that was a penalty kick 
Um, I think you know the ball's going out for a corner. But I think Alan McGregor's taking one of his legs um, from behind uh, Rory's leg. Yeah, and um, I think you know that, that, that Rangers might get away with one um, uh, there on uh, Saturday. Ibrox. No change though at the top it, you know for a moment or two when Celtic went a goal down you're wondering do you think uh, Ange is, is uh, he's quite clever on it you know but you can tell I mean he doesn't like VAR but eventually they got a penalty Celtic got a penalty of course uh, uh, at the new Love Street it's just the referees are, almost lost their confidence a bit I, I, that's a great way to put it Paul uh, lost their confidence um, VAR's there to help them um, I just wonder if they feel a bit embarrassed mm. by some of the decisions that, that they miss and like some of the decisions that if Farr wasn't there that they would be making but they don't yep. want to make in case they get over, overruled mm. you know that way it's like it's there as a comfort blanket but I think some referees are using it too often and I'd be really interested and I hope this is something the SFA are doing actually and we should look into it football clubs should be looking into it is monitor a referee's performance in terms of so I would say for example mm. yesterday David Dickinson not calling in the there and then the penalty kick for Greg Taylor's handball. Yeah. So how many instances has he had like that this season where he's missed something in real time or not yeah. given it and then had to have uh, And it'd be interesting to see the referees that are playing it far too safely yeah. um, and, and not refereeing yeah. it properly in real time. To be fair to the David Dickinson, he's, his positional sense is spot on. Aye. For obviously the the handball with, with with Greg Taylor and and I'm thinking even watching it in full form that that that's a that's a penalty mm. and he doesn't think it's a penalty that's the the concern for me yeah deal or no deal they threw it back to Dickinson and he wasn't sure what to do it's has uh, it been one of the weekends it has <laughs> big night last night just recovering <laughs> go radio football show with Macklin Motors 0808 17 17 700 Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney what a week we've got Wednesday night um, the big tour in action mm. um, and at the weekend some of the other games as well we're going to hear from Ange in a moment or two and Michael Beale um, at the weekend Hearts 3-0 against St Johnson Hibs what's happened to them 4-1 at Livy and what's happened to Livy Motherwell on that run 2-0 at Ross County and Aberdeen Dundee United 3-1 although the story on that was the treatment of Jim Goodwin by some small minority morons of the, of, morons yeah yep. ridiculous the Aberdeen fans um, I yep. watched his interview after it and I thought he spoke really well, yep. Jim Goodwin, because um, he, he would be absolute raging and mm. getting hit with pies and coins. One coin struck the back of his head. That's dangerous. It's, it's ridiculous. And I've seen Aberdeen come out with a statement, and I'm sure they'll try and, and find the culprit or culprits. For sure. Right, let's look at the, the big two. Ange Postacoglu speaking after the win yesterday. What did he make of the game? You know, we knew it would be uh, you know, a good challenge for us here. And um, obviously after the penalty decision, we, we kind of had to just maintain our composure and our discipline. I thought the lads did that. You know, we, we, we kind of didn't get too um, carried away with, uh, with the state of the game at the time and for the most part handled it well. And, you know, even when they went down to 10 men, very easy to just sort of think you have to change your approach. But, you know, I thought we, we can maintain our composure again. And, you know, the guys coming on were fantastic in terms of just when we needed that extra sort of energy and sort of drive, they gave it to us. And one of those players he's mentioning that he brought on, Lee Labada. And he was great. All the boys that came on were fantastic in terms of just making an impact on the game. And Liel is certainly one of those. We know he's a threat. Um, you know, the way the game was setting up, I thought it was going to suit him because he'd get a bit of space to run at people. And he's just... He's just a really hard player to stop, uh, you know, when those kind of conditions are there and he's always a goal threat and, um, you know, credit to him. He's a young man who, um, you know, has played a lot of football over the last two years and, 
you know, through that time has been consistent in terms of making an impact on the game and he's still improving. The subs work again for Ange Postacoglu. Barry, what were you thinking? I know some people on WhatsApp were saying after half an hour, Celtic didn't look special. Yeah, I, I was hoping the, the game would finish after six minutes. <laughs> um, but like, one thing I, I do notice about Celtic, even if they're not playing at their best, they don't get flustered or nervy. They stick to their, their game plan. Um, and uh, obviously, the, the sending off does help. Charles done. He makes a, a, a bad mistake with the, the back pass back to the, the, the goalkeeper. But listen, what one start was um, once he got the sending off, Postacoglu is obviously in the, the second half. He's made a change and they came out and basically the, the steamrollered um, St. Man, no doubt about it. And the changes again, as I said, they, they make a difference. Guys come off the bench and score goals and create goals. And one of the scorers. Alistair Johnson. Well, I'm going to take it. I'm going to claim it. Um, I need to see a better replay of it um, just to make sure. But it felt like mine. I celebrated like it was mine. And yeah, I hope Canada woke up early for that kickoff. It was obviously an early one um, back home to see that. But no, it was important, obviously, going into halftime down a goal, but up a man. So we just knew that we needed to stick to what we were doing. And of course, once we got the equalizer, we're pushing, we were knocking on the door. Um, and it felt really good to, you know, be at least play a part in whatever that goal was that, that pushed us ahead. So no, it was a good result in the end. And again, a good performance in the second half from us. Give him his goal, Mark. Yeah, yeah. give him it. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's got a leap um, at the back post. I mean, I think probably technically it was an own goal, but um, yeah, I'll give it to him. Uh, why not? Like he's, he's been superb, Paul, you know, at, at three million quid. Um, settled right in been seamless nobody mentions Juranovic anymore which is you know he had big boots um, uh, to fill but he's come in and I love the enthusiasm that you hear some yeah. Americans coming over mm -hmm. Canadians uh, and they, they just love the sport so much mm -hmm. soccer as they, they, they call it they love it um, aye and he's settled in I think he's already a firm favourite of the, of the Celtic supporters and you can understand why Barry is he growing on you? Yeah, he's a good athlete. That's yeah. one thing that, that strikes me about him. He can get up and down that, that right side, um, no problem. Um, and, and listen, he's come in. As, as Mark made a, a good point, Juranovic, for me, was a, a top fullback. Um, and that's just the way Celtic operate. They've bought Juranovic for a couple of million quid, sold him for seven and a half plus add-ons, and then they bring in um, Alistair Johnson for two and a half, three million pounds. It's a, a, a real good bit of business. And, and to be fair to him, it looks as if he's been there for a number of, yeah. a, a number of months. Um, I know his, his first game was a baptism of fire yeah. at, at Ibrox yeah. and he handled that pretty well. So, yep, he's been a he's been a, another very good find um, from Postacoglu. And 250 goals in the Ange Postacoglu era. I think it highlights our approach. Um, I kind of said from the start, we want to be a team that's relentless and that's what the boys are showing. And, um, you know, we're, like I said, that's people coming on and making an impact. But... Even today, it would have been very easy a 3-1 to sort of cruise the rest of the game and, and sort of see it out. But um, it's never in the minds of these guys and uh, irrespective of you know, the balance of the game, they're going to keep going to the final minute. And I think that's why, you know, we're scoring so many goals. Mark, yeah, the points difference hasn't changed. The goal difference widens just a bit. Yeah. What, what, is that about 90 games? I'm just trying to think there are 250 goals. Many games. Is that, yeah. is that about 90-odd yeah. games it would be, maybe? It will be, I would think, yeah. yeah. Close yeah. to yeah. Double check. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, to, give me to, homework. To, to <laughs> Two hundred and fifty goals. And yeah. I heard the stat uh, yesterday. You know, very impressive. And what was it? Twenty months in charge. Twenty-one months in charge. Whatever the games are. So yeah, that is uh, some going, and, and it does um, show you um, what they're all about. But the, 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 look, Celtic might drop three or four points. They they, they might, but they're not going to drop um, anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm 
very very confident Celtic will be will be over a hundred points um, this season when the when the curtain comes down on on thirty eight games, which is um, which is some going. Um, and for Rangers, they need to keep going. It's all about the next game for them. Both of them have got tough games in midweek. But I think Rangers in particular are going Easter Road. Hibs are rejuvenated. They're winning games. I've got a wee bit about them. They'll certainly be confident getting into the game, and it'll be a big test for Rangers. But for Rangers, Paul, of course, the, the remaining ten league games are very very important for them. You don't give up until it's arithmetically impossible. But it's the Scottish Cup. The Scottish Cup is yeah. absolutely vital. Race Rovers a week on, or, or sorry, this weekend, yeah. um, coming on Sunday. That is so important to retain a bit of silverware and show that you're under the new manager, that you're going in the right direction. Let's hear from Michael Beale then after Rangers 3-1 win against uh, Kilmarnock. It was a game of two halves, wasn't it, Barry? They were completely different in the first 45. Yeah, and, and that's a problem that he's identified, yeah. that they, they can go and show real quality um, for parts of the games. And in other games, it looks like they're a, a total different team. Um, they, they, they did play some real good stuff. Um Raskin in the middle of the pitch and Ryan Jack <coughs> sorry got to be honest with you I thought he was he was excellent Sholak got his chance and and to be fair um, that's one thing I've always said about when the ball comes in he, he's not really a link up player but that's something that I've seen that he, he he had improved on over the last few weeks Here's the manager's take on the game Played Really well first half good energy in the team I thought uh, dropped off second half it's clear that uh, maybe Ryan Jack and, and Nico it took a lot out of them I thought when John Lundstrom come on we got it back again because we started the second half quite poorly I thought made a lot of silly errors but I thought the first half was as dominant as you can be in a game and they came here Kilmarnock and were going to try and frustrate us and you know we thought it might be a sticky game and we tried something clever off a set play and it got us the first goal so I'm delighted with that it's important that we're strong on set plays and and that was, a, that was a nice way to get in front because then it changes the way Kilmarnock are going to approach the rest of the match. And uh, yeah, listen, I'm pleased with the boys. They've had a tough week. We all have as a club. And uh, it's nice to get the three points and move forward. It's just one game. We've got another big game coming up now on Wednesday. I guess, Barry, it does take time. You know, after an old firm defeat. I'm, I'm afraid that you're a, a big club where there's expectations mm. and you're going to get criticised if you don't win trophies. Um, they've got to handle that, Paul. And the best way of doing that is having a reaction and going and winning the next game and that's what they've done. But when it really matters, and that's something that I'm sure will be in the back of Michael Beale's head, is when the pressure's really on, they need to win these big games. And as Mark said, and I said last Monday, the Scottish Cup, they don't need to, they have to make sure they retain that. Mark, there's a banner at the weekend again, and it's the board that are getting it now from some of the Rangers fans. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just, you know, ever since the, the the decision by Michael Beale and the party this will get me give party this that goal, there just seems to be a bit of a disconnect. And then obviously losing the cup final uh, to Celtic is is really you know taking that on to to another level. But but there's always a way back. But you know, I just dread to think what like it's going to be if Rangers don't get a trophy um, this season. Um, but looking at it now Paul beyond that in terms of the players I've always felt for a number of weeks now that Alfredo Morelos won't be part of the plans next season um, although I think there's a great appetite from within for several reasons to give him a new contract or certainly at the level that he'd be looking for and I totally get that I agree with that decision um, and I think now the way the kind of narrative's going and some of the things that have been said I'd don't expect Ryan Kent to be there so I think we're entering into the last couple of months of Ryan Kent's career as a Rangers player but 
from that you need to go and try and find a positive and for me if I'm Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos and whoever else Ryan Jack Scott Arcee whoever else maybe um, in the final few weeks of the Rangers career go out with a bang June the 3rd Hamden Park go out with a bang go out in a high uh, to, to finish off the, the, the Rangers career but I, I think certainly the kind of big two out of contract guys Kent Morelos I don't expect him to be there next season and we know the rumours today that Leeds again have approached Ryan Kent's team you know his agents or whatever uh, remember they wanted him what two and a half years ago mm. pre-contract talks also with Burnley reportedly happening Chris Company could be well bringing them up and maybe want Ryan I, Kent I, but, there Paul if you look at um, you know for example if Burnley get, get, get promoted or Leeds you know anybody but particularly at Burnley if you're looking at a Ryan Kent you're getting them for nothing yeah and you're, and you're going to give for talking sakes two million quid a year which is a lot of money 40 grand a week but at that sure. level it's not you're getting a player at maybe what is he 26, 27 years old who should be doing well I think of him as a squad player he's a kind of guy you see he's going to go and start 35, 40 games but he's a very very good squad player um, to have so yeah I can see the attraction for English Premier League clubs uh, with getting Ryan Kent on a free you wouldn't be surprised if Vincent Company wants him Rangers fans must be fed up hearing about this and the contract about Morelos or Kent and they just want to know what's going to happen yeah, yeah. I've changed my view and listen you're allowed to change your yeah. view but when I I just kind of took a step back after the game last Sunday and I kind of went over things and, and sometimes it's better just to part ways yeah. start afresh and I, I think that is the best route for, for Rangers with Morelos and Kent because it's been talked about for the last 24 months that's all we've heard about contract talks they're running their contracts down it's clear that's one of their in intentions or both of their intentions where for me Ryan Kent I think he's a, a very good signing in a free transfer no doubt he'll mm. have a fair bit of interest Morelos just disappointed because you know I, I like him yeah. and I think on his day he's a very good striker but I, I'm seeing it one in five mm. games for me it's got to be four and five yeah so I just think now it's the start of uh, Michael Beale now making some big decisions and I think they're the two that's been spoke about and I think you'll you'll see them move on in the summer. Because he wants and deserves a United club because he only came in, what, three and a half months ago and he knew it would be a huge task. He I'm asked, sure in an ideal yeah. world he would like to keep them they were firing on all cylinders yeah. and they were desperate to stay but... Um, it's just the way it is and he, he's got to now go and replace these guys because it is big positions mm. they're, they're difficult to find we've spoken about goalkeepers we've spoken about number nines number nines is the hardest one I know Sholak's there but I still think they need yeah, somebody even better yeah they do there's, there's not a title winning number nine at the mm. club they need to go and find one they need to go and find somebody that you know they've always got a bit of luck with injury and stuff like that the best quality they can that's going to go and bag them their 22-24 goals a season I want to ask you about that after the break before the break he spoke about the fan unhappiness he knows listen the fans are entitled to, to, to make their, their feelings known when they do they support the team at other times fantastically and listen they pay their money and they come we'd be a lot worse off without our fans I think that's fair to say but I would like it that we was all together, but I understand at times there's going to be discontent when we lose a cup final in the way that we played. I think in the days after, you're, you are going to see a reaction from the fans. It's important you see a reaction from the players on the pitch. And I thought, certainly first half, but for the majority of the game at the weekend, we, we got that. And that's all that the players can do. And I've got to try and keep all that away from them. That's my job. And 
the other things I can't really control. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show starts five o'clock every Monday with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. Barry, how did it go at the weekend? You were in Musselbrae here on Friday evening. A great night, someone's been on saying, uh, apart from the fire alarm and the early exit. Yeah, <laughs> it was good that I was um, along with, with Kevin Thompson, who I hadn't seen for yeah. a well, so it was good to catch up with, with Tomo. The night was going really well. We had a wee break and then we went on stage and um, somebody was smoking a vape, I think, in the toilet. Oh, no. And yep. the fire alarm went off, yep. so we got evacuated and the night finished at, at 10 o'clock. So, yeah, um enjoyed it. I was looking forward to the last 30 or 40 minutes yeah. or so, mm-hmm. but obviously we get escorted out the, the premises and we were told that that was the event over so yep disappointing yep. for the, the people who, who turned up so I'm sure I'll get back along and, and catch up with them um, but it was a good crowd to be fair good, good atmosphere and a well, good reaction one of the crowd have been on the female is saying Barry spoke very passionately about Rangers he is exactly what we need in the background staff a bit of steel with high standards and he knows what it means to be a Rangers player uh, far too many passengers in the team at the moment in the squad major clear out from the boardroom to the academy that's what uh, he feels, this person. Yeah, I, I got yeah, asked about the, the board situation and um, and I said straight away, I, I know Douglas Park pretty well sure, and I'm yeah. not just sticking up yeah. for him because I know him, but he has put his money where his mouth is and I'm sure, and I don't know if Mark will agree and you'll agree, I think if an investor comes in from the Middle East, say, yeah. I, I'm just for talking sake, and is willing to invest in Rangers hundreds of millions I'm sure Douglas Park would step aside and allow that to happen if it was um, all good to go there's no doubt in my mind about that Mark do you think at some point the Qataris or you know, the I, Americans that was just an example Indeed, sure. I was using yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah for Rangers and Celtic because there was a chat last week David Lowe a football analyst was on and talking about the possibility that one day Celtic could be a target as well I think Celtic and Rangers uh, would always be on a radar, Paul, but I think as long as on Scottish football, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise, I think they'd have been snapped up by now, particularly Rangers, you know, given some of the situations that they've been in over the past 10, 12 years. Um, and ideally, yeah, I mean, I think Douglas Park genuinely um, has done a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. You know, he really, he really has. But I think he's probably done as much as he can or as much as he wants to and therefore would stand aside because if you look at the the net spend over the past two or three windows it's not massive um, so therefore you know at some point the money runs dry and I think he says look I've, I've put in as much as I want to as much as I'm willing to the punters put in every year season tickets all the other different things that come along with being a Rangers um, fan so yeah ideally some big wealthy investor comes in but investors want money back they want to win for profit Douglas Park has got in it's been a pull of the heartstrings for the family and the mm-hmm. fact he's a Rangers supporter he's seen them in, in trouble and he's wanted to do his bit to help and he has helped my goodness he has helped um, but investors want money back and unless Celtic and Rangers were getting some kind of passageway into English football or the European League or whatever it may be I don't think they're attractive enough propositions at the moment. Well, we take some calls. 0808 17 17 700. Josh is on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Josh. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? Ah, not bad, not bad. Uh, I, listen, I uh, just want to start off by saying, uh, obviously, Barry's here the night on the phone. Um, 
Listen, he captained Rangers, he played for one of the sides, so nothing but respect, pal. Uh, we'll just begin with that. Um, but I, I just want to speak about a couple of things that uh, you and Mark have said on the, the build-up towards the uh, cup final last week and some of the comments in the aftermath. Uh, also, what you are talking about tonight as well. Yep, um, fire away, Josh. So, I, so you say is on the build-up to it. Um, basically, you're discussing who's the best player in the league. Obviously, you were saying about Hattati and that. Um, then you were going ahead uh, talking about obviously predictions for, for uh, on, on the build up to the final. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and I get obviously you're a Rangers man, right? you're going to turn around the back of your team, right? 100% that, right? But uh, Barry is, I, I yeah, obviously I, I, he's a Rangers I legend. But, like, yeah. Aye, so that's what I'm saying. So I just want to say basically on the aftermath of the game, and then obviously you're speaking about the night about like, a big investor coming in and such. Um, I, I just feel like. Well, what for one, Celtic have they had the respect? Because after after the game, it was oh, where did Bill go wrong? What did what did Bill do wrong? He picked the wrong selection. Oh, so and so was it? Uh, Tillman was injured. This player didn't live up to it. But the week, couple of days prior, he's are saying Raskin's going to be the next Barry Ferguson for the Angels. Um, no. Then he's are saying Alan McGregor's still looking sharp and he's still got another twelve months in him. Mm-hmm. Celtic scored two tappings. This wasn't the forty yard screamers that time Peter Check wouldn't have got. I mean, this was tappings right in front of him. Any goalkeeper worth their pennies is stopping the shot right in front of them. I think you are drifting off into obscurity. And the reason I'm saying this is because all week, all we heard was, oh, I Rangers are going to do this, or oh, oh, Rangers are brilliant, Rangers have made a couple of signings, done this here or there, right? Josh, I think you hear what you want to hear. Yeah, can, you, can I just say, yeah, regarding yeah. right after the, the, the cup final, Josh, I said Celtic were more streetwise. The better side won. The midfield three of McGregor, Hitati, and Moy ran the game for the last 15-20 minutes of the first half and probably the first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half. That was my... That was when in the Sunday, straight after the game, when I was on here with Andy Walker, that was my um, outlook in the game and that was me being brutally honest. In terms of Alan McGregor leading up to the game, we got asked a question about Rangers putting money in towards a goalkeeper, whether that would have to be £2 million or £3 million. Mark made the, the obviously the comment before yeah. me and I agreed with it that why would Rangers go and spend that when I think Alan McGregor still got another good 12 month in him and waste the money on a goalkeeper and put it towards a number 9 which is going to cost a bit of money so that was my my comments Mark you've been around for years Josh sees it through Celtic eyes and mm-hmm. he wants to just hear about Celtic I think that's what you're saying Josh but the fact is, no, 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 no wait a minute, Mark, Mark, what would you say to Josh? Because he wants to hear it one way. There was lots of praise of Celtic. Yeah, but I, I, news-wise, I, the story, Michael Beale's only been there, what, just over three months. What do you think of the coverage last week? I think sometimes the coverage falls on the team that's in, if you want to put an in inverted commas, crisis. Um, you know, if, if you want to look yeah. at it, you know, you'll probably rate Celtic get every bit as much coverage when they blew 10 in a row as Rangers did for actually winning it if you're running because of you look at the yeah. things going mm-hmm. that's the kind of nature of it also as well you're dictated to in terms of what callers want to call up about mm-hmm. and, and, and ask you about but I think J- Josh sounds a bit peeved off that maybe he thinks that Celtic haven't have had enough coverage or enough um, credit in, in terms of myself I don't need to defend myself uh, on it but I'll give you some of the the, the, the snippets of what I've said some of the sound bites Josh I've just said tonight for probably the fifth or sixth time I think Celtic will break 100 points I think Postacoglu is an absolutely outstanding manager I think I said Hatati could go for in the region of 25 million quid in the next year or so um, you know all the kind of things that we've said so look we've called Celtic relentless 
they're brilliant I've told them that the Leeds tied up I tipped them to win the League Cup last week so uh, I don't really don't need to justify uh, myself but Josh is entitled yeah, to, sure. to his um, viewpoints and I've certainly absolutely 100% uh, given Celtic lots and lots of credit because by the way if you didn't you'd be yeah. in denial you'd be cheating yourself as a, a journalist and cheating this yeah. um, programme as Barry has as well given Celtic mm. plenty and plenty of um, of credit so um, you've maybe just not been listening to enough programmes Josh I don't know Josh what have you got positive to say about your team? Well that's that's, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make I'm, I'm not seeing news of constantly covered Rangers and suddenly spoke about Celtic I'm just calling in to speak about some of the points that I've picked up that right. speaking to like, some of Friends and such, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is the stuff we've obviously discussed in the build up to the football and such. I just feel, if you're speaking to, obviously, again, friends who are Rangers fans and all that stuff, St. Johnson done a double a couple of years ago, the years you won the league. Mm. Right? They've won, you have won the same amount of trophies as St. Johnson have in the last 11 years. Uh, you're to- no, yeah, actually, yeah, you're wrong, yeah, Josh. Yeah, St. Johnson sure. have won more. Yeah. St. Johnson have won What's three. That, sorry? So John's have won more, so you're wrong. Josh, you're wrong. probably you're on a bet, aren't you, to go on and shovel these things in? And there's no, no, no plural no, no, you no, here. No, there no, isn't. No, Listen, we're the voice of Glasgow and the West no, on the football. That this is not Radio Josh, right? You just want to hear Celtics. There's plenty of Celtic on here. In fact, let's hear a bit. Let's hear uh, Ange speaking. I'm fed up with that. No, you can't go. Out. Honestly, I had that for too many years. People just want to see it one way. Josh, listen to what you're saying. Enjoy it. You've got a wonderful football club playing really good football with an amazing manager. Why are you on with this kind of bail? That's not the Celtic way. Let me tell you. It's not. Also, can I just say one thing? I was going <laughs> to say, know Josh, it's hard for me on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And speak about how good a manager Posta Coglu is and how good Callum McGregor or Hattati or Moyes been. Josh, enjoy it. Listen, see, when I get asked about Celtic, I'm going to be honest, and that's my opinion because I watch all the football. And, I think he's hung up. Uh, and I, I've yeah. got to be honest with you. How can you not be impressed with what Posta Coglu's done? How can you not be impressed with the t- uh, sorry the players that he's brought in? that nobody knew anything about. Is it tough for me to say at times because yeah. obviously I, I'm an ex-Rangers player? Mm. Yeah, it is, but I'm going to be honest yeah. and tell the truth. I think it's just one yeah. thing to pick up. And by the way, listen, he's good, good luck to Josh for calling. He's a great to callers, so yeah. don't mind that at all. But the, 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 the criticism Alan McGregor, two tappings, I should be saving them. <laughs> I mean, you look at the quality of the, of the cutbacks, it's the guys in fr- sure. front of him. Yeah. So McGregor made a couple of top saves. Yeah. I'm not happy Greg Taylor yeah. watching us. I'm not happy because ah, the, the, the quality of the crosses were, were, exactly. were, were decent. And and listen, again, when you're when you're watching the game, there's no no doubt that the 20 minutes before half time, Celtic were so dominant in the middle of the pitch and, and after it. That, that's what won the game for me. As I said, they had a 30 minute period 20 minutes before half time 10 minutes after it where they, they were much stronger and more dominant than, than Rangers and I think that's what won um, Celtic the, the, the League Cup because I think as a whole it wasn't the best of games let's mm-hmm. be honest watching it I've seen better old firm games but yep as I says after it Celtic um, did deserve to win it Josh thank you for your call everyone is entitled to an opinion oh, I think Josh went then as well we are of course but uh, just that assumption that Oh, it's all it's all Rangers or yeah you can't you, you can never win can you can <laughs> yeah let's hear Ange speak then about one of the great signings that he's had in the last year uh, Aaron Moy yeah look he's been great for, for quite a while now and um, he's consistently again a player who, who stays calm in these kind of conditions understands what he you know needs to be 
yeah, done and, and you know, he's, he's very clear-headed and even though the, the game may seem at times chaotic, um, you know, he's got a real clear head about what he needs to do and, you know, I'm sure from our perspective, it gives us uh, sort of further impetus to finish the season strong. And here's someone that also joined, what, just a few months, in fact, it was only January when you think about it, it seems much longer. Alistair Johnson, his assessment of Celtic's 5-1 win. We definitely struggled, but at the same time, it was great. Our, I think our veteran leadership kept us just... Is he allowed to say that? Celtic struggled? Josh won't like that. <laughs> Alistair Johnson saying Celtic what struggled. Did, what did yeah. he say after that? I know, I'm going to play it. <laughs> we definitely struggled, but at the same time, it was great. Our, I think our veteran leadership kept us just... Don't let anyone kind of get off the script. Just keep playing our game. We're going to create chances, even if it's not working right away. Um, and we stuck to the script. We stuck to the game plan, and it paid off. Um, and I think that's a credit to the manager, um, you know, just keeping everyone level-headed at halftime and to the older guys in the pitch, like Cal, Joe, just keeping everyone focused on what we needed to do. And you could tell. We just kept playing our football, kept doing our things. And, of course, once our subs came on, made a difference, raised the level again. And then, yeah, once you got that first one, we knew we were going to get the next and the next, and we kept going. So, you know, in the end, it's, it was a very good day. Veteran leadership. If I'm Cal McGregor, I'm going to give him a wee dog. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hart, I, I can Stitch see. I don't that. know what, what is Big uh, Joe, 34, 35. 35. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Veteran leadership. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting one, isn't well, he? Yeah, yeah. Just Cal McGregor, 30. 29. 29. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, very good um, Mark for so I'm not sure yeah, I lost where I was going to with that one there um, For they are relentless aren't they when Celtic get on it and, and I know there were people that began saying first half hour oof, I'm not so sure yeah. but when they get going relentless I don't know how many times I've said it and it's turned into a kind of motto that, that Ange Postacoglu and the Celtic fans have picked up on um, they don't stop or we never stop as he says it and it's true you can't deny it um, it's been quite incredible and we'll say it again and we've said it many times from you look at what Ange Postacoglu inherited um, it took him a couple of months to, to try and get going because he in part his ways uh, not only in his players but in his staff because he'd never worked with those guys before um, so they had to get to know him his way of working um, to implement his plans on a daily basis and then the players the signings and you look at it you know as I said last week Paul it reminds me of the, the power that he has and the way they're going it's like the Martin O'Neill mm-hmm. you know you look at what Martin inherited you give if you give the right person the power of the football club to make the right decisions then that's what you get that's what you got under Martin O'Neill that's what you get now that's what you had for the first 18 months to 2 years under Brendan Rodgers then people started meddling and interfering and not backing them the way he should have been backed because you look at Brendan Rodgers, I know this, some Celtic fans probably will never forgive him for the way he exited it. And I kind of understand it all, but I totally get where Brendan Rodgers was coming from. But look what Brendan Rodgers inherited to where he yeah. took Celtic. It was absolutely incredible. When you talk about Ange Postacoglu, who's sensational, Brendan Rodgers had a, a, an invincible season. Yeah. Didn't lose a game. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back trebles then left the club with probably eight, eight and a half trophies in the bank until yeah, Neil sure. Lennon came over and got mm-hmm. that over the line. Etc. Etc. So look, it's been it's been absolutely sensational under Ange Postecoglou in the past eighteen months. And across the city, you see what happens. We can't have two teams, you know, at their best. We see the protest there on Sky at the moment, Barry, for the Rangers fans. We're just looking. We talked about it last week about the changes. Celtic have got one out of um, contract in the summer, and it's Connor Hazard. 
for Rangers, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis, Philip Palander, Ryan Jack, Ryan Kent, Alan McGregor, Alfredo Morelos and Malik Tillman. We're going to speak about that and more about Celtic too next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go! I've only had the option of Alfredo really as a number nine since I've come back in fully fit so it wasn't a choice of picking between them really. Today I've uh, decided to go with Tony because I felt his personality and training, his energy was worth a start. And I wanted more energy in that position today. And obviously he didn't play last week, so he's not carried the same amount of weight as maybe the boys that have played. And I thought you'd see that in his performance. We've got two more games this week. There's no other reason for leaving Alfredo out than I want to give Tony a go. And I thought Tony played fantastic. Uh, You know, if that's the boy that was fully fit at the start of the season and doing well, then I haven't seen that until today. So I'm delighted for him on a personal level. So Michael Beale there speaking about Cholak and speaking about Alfredo Morelos. George is on the line. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Hi, George. How you doing, boys? All right? Yeah, I think George. George. Yeah, good form. Thank you. You? Hi, great, mate. Uh, I just want to speak to Barry, actually. I'll speak to you all about Barry. I just (laughs) mean, I was... Or a couple of weeks ago there and I spoke to Barry about uh, how last season I kept on changing my mind about big goals and I think we made the right decision in keeping them and end up um, and I've done the same again with the guys this year as in Kent and Morelos okay. um, but me personally you just read the players there would probably uh, all be out of contract at the end of the season yeah. and all the guys you read there I'd probably keep McGregor because uh, I think uh, Mark Grieve was bang on last week. He's got to take some replacing, and I think he's got to take a lot of money. I'm not saying he's. I think he's been a great keeper for Rangers, but right now he's not the greatest in the world. Um, but he's still doing a job for us. And I also think that um, I, I just keep on going back to. It. I, I don't know how we'd replace Wee Morelos. Um, I think we. I think we need to keep him. Being perfectly honest, like I think um, we need him and we need um, Cholak and plus another a number nine. I'd probably get rid of uh, Roof, to be honest, because Morelos doesn't touch wood, doesn't get injured as much as these guys, and I think we've got to ball teams, and that's why I would keep the guys. Barry? Yeah, in terms of Morelos, you know, I've been one of his biggest supporters. Yeah. I've, I've always backed him when people have, have criticised him. I've just got to a stage where I just think it's better for both parties, and I get that vibe that, that it's going to happen, that he's going to obviously go elsewhere in the, in the summer I, I think on his game listen he's he is he's a, a very good striker there's no doubt in my mind about that I, will, I go back to a few weeks ago at Tynecastle where he, he was exceptional mm-hmm. up top I need to see that most weeks and I'm not seeing that um, and then you listen to Michael Beale there saying that he wanted to go with more energy up top in training that's where you've got to show the manager that you want to play um, and clearly that Sholak's shown that I know he's been injured he's had a calf problem but he came in and I thought he'd done pretty well but in terms of Morelos I have always says yep Rangers keep him but I have changed my mind now I, I think it's better that um, Rangers um, part ways and then they look to bring in a number 9 I think it's a key position for Rangers sure. there's a few key positions but I think a number 9 is and then we're, we were going on we've had this discussion me and Mark many a times about Alan McGregor I'm sure there was money put aside towards looking at getting a number one. I think that money can then get put forward to help with a, a number nine. Because number nines, if you're going to go for somebody who is pretty decent, let's be honest, you, you're go, going to have to pay four million quid, five million quid. Because good strikers, you don't get them cheaply now. And, and Mark, they don't run out of contract either. No. 
that should never have happened. Mark, that was your point. So it was just before the, the game a week, you know, the weekend before last, and you said, look, Alan McGregor is still looking really good. Yeah. So keep him another year and put the money that you would have on a new keeper on a top class striker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've no doubt um, Morelos is away and I think, interestingly enough, to Michael Beale's comments post-match on Saturday and, and pre-match today, uh, Paul, is that right? Yeah. Ahead of the, the Hibernian game. Um, he's really building up Cholak. So it's almost like he's saying, mm-hmm. Cholak's my man, I want to fill him with confidence, I want the fans to get on side with him. Morelos, at the moment, is my first number nine, I'm going to go with Cholak. That's the way I see what, what he's saying um, about him. And it's just all in terms of preparation for, for the, as far as I'm concerned, the inevitable departure of Morelos in the summer. Take it all into account, a million quid five, six years ago, fantastic value yeah, yeah. for money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic value for money. Just a shame his discipline wasn't better. Uh, his level of fitness, his, his, his um, application could and should have been better, but that's what you get when you get something like Morelos. But over the piece, he's been great value for money and it's not Morelos's fault or Michael Beale's fault that the situation is now where he's running down his contract and they haven't cashed in him. That's all by the by now. In terms of Kimar Roof, mm-hmm. I think Kimar Roof is a brilliant footballer, really intelligent player, but his attendance record is just not good enough. He can't carry that anymore, Paul. However, the challenge for Rangers is going to be he's on top dollar, yeah. one of the probably in the top five uh, earners in the country. He's got another um, year, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Who's going to take him? Sure. You know, and it's nothing to do with his ability and it's not a criticism of him. He's been very, very unlucky mm-hmm. uh, with injuries. But who's going to take him off your hands at that level um, of ways? That's going to be the challenge for Rangers. Yeah, they, they need to get to the bottom of this Kmart roof problem. It's his calf. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt this has been an ongoing problem. I know he got the shoulder injury um, in the semi-final, but over the, the piece, I think, the last 18 months or so, it's been this calf issue and... And Rangers really need to sort it. I agree with Martin. I've always said it about Kmart Roof. Kmart Roof is a top football player. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But the only problem that for Kmart Roof and the Rangers fans that they're not, not seeing enough of him. And that's what you want. You want to see top footballers fit and available. So I, I hope now, from now until pre-season, Rangers go and try and do whatever they can to try and get to the root of this problem and try and sort it. George, have you changed your mind about Morelos? No, no, no. I, I really want to keep it. I, I think uh, our, our uh, managers actually turned around and said they want three strikers. Um, and I think he was coming down to I, I came at Barry saying there, it's awfully hard yeah. to get rid of a player when he's still got a year or 18 months left in his contract. But um, I think sometimes you're better with the devil, you know. And I think, uh, me personally, I would go and do everything I could to keep you Morelos. I wouldn't give him funny money, but I really would. Um, and I would do for uh, came my roof away out because like Barry said his attendance record is terrible I think he's the best striker at the club don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but he's taking a gamble Barry I don't think your club's in a position now to take a gamble on another player sure. going into pre-season and praying to Lord he doesn't get injured uh, in well, the Champions been... League qualifiers in the first couple of games of the season next season there's been too many George haven't there Josh yeah, can... I, I, yeah, I agree with George sure. see the summer, it's a massive summer for, yep. for Rangers I think Michael Beale knows that yep. uh, when you're, you're you get sound bites for him when he's doing his, his media work and you can tell that it's uh, he knows I, I think he mentioned it last week was it four or five starters he needs to bring in so there's a lot of work for Michael Beale Ross Wilson to go and find these players because uh, listen I, I'm genuinely when I say that I'm genuine when I say this good players very rarely come out of contract mm-hmm. very rarely what would you do with the man in loan George you first 
Malik Tillman. Here was the manager asked about him for the game with Hibs. It's an option, but obviously uh, priorities and the team play well today, so who are you taking out? So that was his question. So it's quite a very short answer. Uh, George, what's your take on it though? Would you sign uh, Malik think- Tillman? Aye, 100%. I would, I would definitely sign the lad. I would, I would try and find the money for somewhere. And I can how they're saying it's £5 million or something like that. I think they paid £7 million for Kent. It was paid over three years or something like that. So yeah. if they can get some kind of deal like that, yeah, I think I heard Barry saying a couple of weeks ago they'd probably double his money in a season. I think the lad is really, really that good. And like you were saying earlier on, I think it was Mark who said it last week, the players are going to contract for Rangers. Yeah, I'd probably let them all go from perfectly honest. Apart from, like I say, Manel um, and uh, McGregor. And that's going to, that's going to free up £6 million in wages. Um, so that's got to bring in a couple of players. But I think we're going to have to spend the money to keep Malik Tillman. I just think the guy's got to be a class act for us. And with him, we can't really mask in the midfield. I think you're building a team around about the guys, really. And then big Kolak up front. I think you've got the makings of a half-decent team. I can we were terrible on Sunday. Uh, last Sunday, sorry, in the cup final. Uh, realistically, I hate to say it, but we could have probably been doing three, two or three nine at half-time. They probably should have been doing two or three nine at half-time. Um, but... Me personally, looking at players we've got, and it's like how I think we're maybe like Barry said there, two or three starters away from having a half decent team. So I definitely buy the laddie and build the team a bit around about the own midfield. He was the manager speaking about your midfield. Look, I've got to make decisions for the betterment of the players and the team. It's clear Nico's a really good player. I wouldn't have met him the amount of times I did and spent all that time trying to get him to come to Glasgow if I didn't rate him as a player. But I think you could see today that the intensity of the first half played on him. And that's where he's at. He's not played a lot of football. He's come into a new country. He's 21, new city. He's learning a lot, the intensity of training and the intensity of the games. He's got to get up to it. And I thought he was really, really good first half. I thought he was excellent. Obviously, today we felt they might go into Christian Doig a bit. So we preferred to have Jacko in the middle and him playing slightly to the left of him. And I thought he played ever so well. And he just ran out of legs in the second half. And I'd rather him do that, play you know, to his maximum and run out of legs a little bit because he'll pick up on that as the games go by but I think he's had a really good introduction to our club it's lovely that the fans like him and his teammates like him as well I think we've got a really good player moving forward and I thought Ryan Jack was good today just got to be careful around them yellow cards Ryan because he always makes my heart skip a little bit when he gets one guys Raskin's so young yeah if yeah. Got, listen, that, yeah. that's what I like um, when, when managers give you that wee bit of tactical detail as well yeah. So he's given you an insight into the thought process of his team selection. We thought the ball would get played into Dodge a lot, so therefore I've put somebody in to try and help manage that. Raskin, you forget, 21. He's a kid, he's a baby. You know What has he got? He's not played a lot of football recently. They're following <laughs> with standard Liège. Um, as you say, you know, he's come to a new country. You put all that into the mix You know, as a young boy. That said, um, he's here to make an impact. He's no here as an 18-month project. Because Rangers can't wait 18 months. As, as Michael Beale said, these guys are here for the here and now to deliver instant success. So they failed last week at the first opportunity under Michael Beale. They'll have another one coming up in, in terms of the Scottish Cup. They've got to go and deliver that. And they might have to beat Celtic on the way to, to doing so. Um, and then they've got to go and deliver the title. You know, there's like, for me, there's three massive things in the horizon in the next 15 months. Um, and if you fail at one of them you're going to struggle really really going to struggle first one's the Scottish Cup yep. second one is Champions League entry through the qualifiers which is vital financially and deliver the title in May 2024 that's three massive things that Michael Beal and his squad 
have got to deliver in the next 15 months and by the way it's a hell of an ass Paul yeah. it's not going to be easy but they should be licking their lips at that yeah, yeah. That's what it's you all about. That, yeah, I, just yeah. when you were saying that, I yeah. was um, yeah, I'm ready, ready to rock here, ready, ready to go. But mm. in terms of Raskin, I think they found a very good player there, yeah. no doubt about it. Um, I, I mean, I know he's not played a lot of football, but when I watch him, I just think he's got the right temperament as well. I, what I like about him is he, when he goes and demands the ball, if he gives it, gives it away, it doesn't affect him. And that's the thing that I look in players. Because um, I know what the Rangers support, they're very demanding, they don't want you to give the ball away. You don't want to give it yeah. the ball away as a footballer, but that's what I like about this young man. He's just turned 22, and I think um, Rangers have found a, a real um, a real proper midfielder there. George, did you watch the Liverpool game yesterday? Just goes to show you they can date anybody they want to on their day, like, and that's what I said after the, the Champions League game. Yep. I think it. He never ever wanted to get beat in the Champions League. Of course, he didn't want to no. get beat in the Champions League. Let's look at the levels and we're first time back in the Champions League in so many years and things like that. So I came out of the games and I was, I was a bit gutted and that. You didn't yeah. want to get punished like that. These teams can do that to absolutely anybody. And like the manager said there, just go back a second, like the manager yeah. said there the now about Raskin. Um, I, I, something that just, I, like, I like your manager. I think he's a great manager. I think the way he talks is great in that day. But anybody that turns around and says he's still a young lad, Barry, you are running a mock in the Champions League at 22 year old, so he's not a young man, he's a fully grown man. And I would check the birth certificate, he looks about 28, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah. I don't care what he is. Listen, he's a proper football player. Yeah. I, I like the look of him, he's been a good find. And that, you can see why there was a few clubs sniffing about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people say to me, oh, he never played much because of the contract situation, he wasn't willing to sign a new contract. And I think Rangers have got a, a real player there. And I just think. The more games he gets, the more game time. Um, he's what Rangers have been um, needing in the middle of the pitch. He'll go and dominate the ball. George, thanks very much for your call. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! Non-stop football continues. Remember, Wednesday night, there's Celtic up against Hearts, Hibs against Rangers and Livy against Dundee United. Both teams are in Livy on a poor run and Dundee United now. It's decision day, Mark, isn't it? They need to start getting points or they're going to be anchored right at the bottom. Yeah, they're going to be away and Paul, you, you look at it again, the, the goals that they conceded, uh, particularly the yeah. first one. I mean, mind you, what, what, what a finish for Duke right enough. Yeah. I mean, the cheekiness yeah. of it, but, um, you know, incredible. But you, that's why you're bottom of the table. You've got to cut out those mistakes, clear your lines. But the goalkeeper again, to be honest... Um, one of the goals at the second goal um, or the third goal but it just um, yeah Jim needs to get them going living on that run but as I've said many times out with Celtic and Rangers and probably Hearts every other team Paul will go six, seven, eight games without a win and I just wonder if Livingston will get into that wee, that wee spell and they'll need to try and get it back together again to, to, to get their top six um, spot 
but uh, yeah if United are going to give themselves a proper chance of staying up they have to get at least a point in Wednesday night away from home and Barry what about Motherwell the last three weeks under Stuart Kettlewell it's phenomenal an, an unbelievable um, change and listen that's what a win does for you um, the win against St Murn I think it was 2-1 um, gives them a bit of confidence then they go into Hearts who yeah. at that time are, are flying high and, and they deserve to beat Hearts and then they go up to a place like Ross County their previous game they battered Dundee United 4-0 mm-hmm. so I'm thinking to myself I see there's going to be a draw or, or Ross County will just sneak it but what a turnaround in, in Murrow and and listen, it's down to one man, it's Stuart Kettlewell. Yeah. But what a job he's done since he's come in. Um, but one and does breed confidence. And now they're looking up now, for me, Mother. They're looking to maybe try and break um, into that, that top six. I know there's seven points or so, I think it is, yep. off St Murn at this moment in time. But if they keep this wee runny form going, you never know what could happen. And has Barry Robson done enough to be interim manager till the end of the season for yeah, Aberdeen? Yeah, I think you've got to yeah. give him it until the end of the season. See, you mentioned the, the, the bounce back, you know, new manager. Didn't work for Dundee United. Mm. I think he deserves it, Barry, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he's got an experienced head beside him in the yeah. touchline. Mm. And Barry knows the club inside out. He's worked, um, I think, under-20s. Um, so, yeah, for me, give him until the end of the season. I'm sure Aberdeen will interview a few managers, but then... And, and the other side of that is just keep an eye on how Barry Robson's doing and he's getting results and that's that's the main thing in football Mark in the championship Owen Coyle would be disappointed Queen's Park 2 up against yeah. Morton ended up 2-2 and Dundee went to Cove Rangers 2-0 win yeah I mean it's really it's a topsy-turvy league so hard to, to predict um, a result there but you know Queen's Park looked very very comfortable mm. two goals ahead but credit to, to, to Dougie Emery uh, and Morton I mean Dougie Emery's been absolutely sensational yeah. um, at Capello you know for a young uh, manager to, to go in there not a lot of experience uh, you know, he had a good schooling um, at Hamilton Ackies um, learning part of that trade yeah, but uh, he's really taking it on but Patrick Thistle getting a win under Chris Doolan yeah. it's mm-hmm. so tight in there as it was last season and Inverness putting themselves back in the hunt with a, with a win at Somerset 48 points at the top Queen's Park Dundee on 46 Thistle on 43 that's the Jags Thistle Morton 41 A United 40 so and what about our own Stephen McGinn he huge game for him tomorrow night they won but so too did Dunfermline at the weekend and they play tomorrow Barry yeah and I see there's already I think around about 9,000 tickets Aye, sold right. for that um, so yeah that, what, what a game that will be uh, tomorrow they can't stand each other both clubs that's a real proper rivalry, rivalry. Yeah. proper rivalry Stephen will be with us uh, on Friday night, Mark. I think you're, Stephen's going to be here on Friday night. Oh, so was he, with us last Friday. Yeah, are we in another holiday? I think what? so. He's, uh, he's at the Empire. <laughs> no, no, I wish. Uh, yeah. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. How <laughs> <laughs> was Oz on Friday? It was some good feedback, wasn't it? Oh, there? yeah, Oz was, Oz, Oz was good. It, it was great. Um, yeah. We'll need to get him signed up for the three night a week shift. Oh, uh, so, oh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was in good form, by God. Good guy, great company. 08 08 17 he patched us in the office when he came in today and he sat with the other team the sales team so 0808 17 17 700 and also you can join the conversation at Go Football Show Leeds have approached Ryan Kent's team for pre-contract talks and Burnley also reported to be interested in the player The Telegraph is saying that Kieran Tierney the fee to Newcastle will be in excess of £30 million and so it should be worth that's an absolute snap. Of course, yeah. That, that can't be right. Well, yeah. But 30, that's 30 million pounds. the Telegraph, yeah. So... 
but you could see him moving, couldn't you? At the yeah, end yeah of the season. for me, yeah. I, I think he's a type of guy or type of character. I, I should say he's not going to be happy down there picking up probably a massive wage up, but he yeah. he's a type that wants to play and. Um, he's only 25 I mean yeah, this is I, I know he's yeah. had a few injuries that, that's the only thing you, you'd probably say about Kieran Tierney he does pick up a few niggly injuries but for me when he's fit and he's he's um, raring to go for me I, I think he's a, a top fullback, and we've spoken about it a few times I think if he becomes available there's going to be four or five big big clubs want to take him Is your old teammate Mikel Arteta going to win the title when you saw the way they fought back at the weekend no, I think Man City will still win it. Do you? Yeah. Yep. How did you feel the form at the weekend? Right at the end. Yeah, well, it just shows yep. you they've got a bit of character about them. Going, I think it was 97 minutes. Yeah. They got that goal. Mm. So, yep. Um, listen, he's, he's what a turnaround he's, he's had at, at Arsenal. But, honest opinion, I just think with the experience that Man City have had, I don't even think Man City are playing anywhere near they can I still think they've got to hit t- top for them and I think they'll hit it at this kind of stage in the season when it really matters I think Haaland's to come back again as yep. well isn't he he's had a yep. week in a spell he's in fire the first sort of 15-16 yep. games I think he's going to finish with a bang and I don't know when they're playing each other that Eti had but Arsenal mm-hmm. still to go there but whatever that is um, I agree I think Manchester City will, uh, will, will make the title on the last day what about Bruno Fernandes? I see he's oh. not going to face uh, any repercussions after pushing the linesman, the assistant referee. Barry is a great captain. How do you feel about his performance yesterday? Yeah, I just don't like seeing players throwing their arms up or whatever. For me, when things are not going well for you, you've still got to sprint back and do that extra extra shift for your, for your team. And, and do you know what? You see that quite a lot from him during games. And um, that, that cracks me up. And I thought... Roy Keane and Gary Neville's um, bit about him was, was spot on. You can't argue with it. I tell you what, about Gary Neville, for being a former Manchester United player and in different ways, kind of having ties to the club and the mm-hmm. Manu Hotel and all the different things, he doesn't miss them. No. I mean, if, if there's something to be said, Gary Neville uh, will say it. That's what makes him one of the, the best uh, in, the, in the business. When you think back, Cristiano Ronaldo blanked him earlier this season because he didn't yeah. like what uh-huh. he said yeah. um, about it. And then you've got you've Roy Keane absolutely lacerating them um, at, at full time but but they were right it was a performance you never expected from Man United but that said I think the quality of some of the finishing mm-hmm. uh, from Liverpool I mean Gak- Gakpo's goal that we think yeah. at, at the near post you know and you think wow I mean it's like really that's why those guys go for whatever it is 40, 50 million quid mm-hmm. and the big uh, on screen chat the weekend was Andy Walker our own Andy and your former teammate oh, Chris Lloyd yeah. Yeah. so what I'd... happened because I was I watched the game but I didn't well, hear Andy thought it, was, it wasn't a penalty and, and boy they says it was a penalty and, and listen I'm not just saying it because I'm a, a former Rangers player yeah. it was a penalty for uh, me there's no doubt in my the, mind the, 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 yeah, I knew we said it was good that was watching them because obviously no two of them <laughs> just a good a good giggle I had at the, the TV I could, well, yeah. no, he was definitely at the noise he was at the the noise you could just tell that mischievous yep. uh, look in his face Andy was standing and Greg Taylor a former teammate of Chris Boyd's at, uh, at Kilmarnock but I, I had to agree with with Chris Boyd in that one I thought it was a penalty kick Celtic winning 5-1 at the end they scored what three or four of them in a 15-16 minute spell Ange Postacoglu afterwards well I struggle with my own fitness mate but in terms of the boys um, you can see like I said from training every day and, and, and just the way the squad is at the moment that they don't let their standards slip and uh 
you know, we knew we've got a big week coming up and we're going to need, um, you know, everyone involved in the squad this week to, to get the job done. Uh, as you said, two difficult games against Hearts and two different competitions. And, um, you know, we've got guys who are ready to go. The guys who came on today, there's guys who didn't come on today who are part of the squad who um, are ready to contribute and, uh, you know, we'll use them all. He was in good form yesterday, wasn't he? He was a bit cheeky as well. So he was asked how you're going to maintain your form and fitness. Yeah, yeah listen, one thing about him, he's always yeah. honest, isn't he? Yeah. And he's honest about that because he's obviously he's, he's not the fittest. But he's one thing about his, his team is it's the, their energy levels. That, that's the thing again. You you can say about playing good stuff and yesterday, I don't think Celtic were anywhere near their best. I, I thought they were... I thought St Man were doing really well yeah. 11 against 11 obviously the sending off makes um, makes a difference but I thought they come out and sometimes people don't realise and I've done it a few times see playing against 10 men when a team really sits back and, and defends and quite a lot of teams work on that yeah. in training sessions yeah. uh, but one thing is they move the ball really quickly and they have to get really high levels of energy the, the Celtic team they've got a lot of legs in the team yeah Mark, he talked there about you know using the squad. Is he going to change things? Because it was the same team started yesterday as played Rangers I, I, last weekend. I don't think he will. No, Paul, I don't think he will. You know, what, a question he'll have in his mind now in terms of Wednesday night is you know Abada does Abada deserve to start ahead of Maida or whatever? But look, there's, there's options. He must have a good case. Do you yeah, think? What would I, you do? I would certainly start Abada a now. But maybe he feels that his strength in terms of getting the three points as it will be in Wednesday night against Hearts or the cup game on Saturday night at Tynecastle it's about what's best to go and win the game to get the, the outcome that you desire um, but one thing Ange Postecoglou I believe even though Celtic are nine points ahead and effectively ten because it's such a superior goal difference I don't think he takes it for granted I don't think he ever relays that message as in comes into work this morning and he's sauntering about and we're fine not the foot is on the gas every day um, at Lennox Town and so therefore he will not take he will pick a team that he believes will win it and one thing you know about himself he's no shy to tell him to go again because mm-hmm. see if you don't see if you're afraid of hard work or see you know out you go I've got plenty of options yeah. you know so nah, I think he'll pick a team on Wednesday night the strongest and if that means it's the, the same team that finished the same team that started well it's 8, 9, 10 games in a row so be it that's where it's Celtic for. Barry said earlier, you should be licking your lips at things like that. If you don't like it, you shouldn't be there. And they train apparently with real intensity, Barry. It's almost like a match. Well, I, I'm a big believer in, and I, I get learnt from mm. an early age, you, you've got to train the way you want to play. Yeah. And it's clear when you watch Celtic, it's high energy. And, and listen, he's not scared to make changes. He made the change at half time. Um, and people forget about a bad, I know we're talking about Raskin, yeah. just turned 22. A bad is only 21. Yeah. Um, he's, st- he's still he's still in that stages where he's going to improve what I like about him is he's got a knack of scoring goals but he's also got a brilliant knack of finding space in the box when the ball's on the opposite side and that's a th- hard thing to coach here is Alistair Johnson speaking about the Israeli star Leila Bada. It's just so dynamic. That goes to show for all of our wingers, I think. They all pose just a slightly different threat, um, whether it's Dyson, Jota, James, um, whoever it is that you want, we want to bring on the wing, Haxa, for example. Um, also talented and just a nightmare. I know as a fullback, when you go up against a winger for 60 minutes and they're running you, running you ragged, and then all of a sudden a new fresh winger comes on who's just as good but poses a different threat, it's always a nightmare. So, you know, I almost feel for the St. Mirren fullbacks, it's a tough job. Um, and yeah, Abada is just so direct, so clean on the ball. Um, and does a really good job coming inside, linking play. And of course, it's nice to see the, the wee man get on the score sheet as well. So now I'm really happy for him. 
He's, he's settled in well, hasn't I like he? That wee, Alistair Johnson's about five foot eight. I love That's that. Right, the, I the, the wee man. But, but, you know, I forgot about that, but Barry's just nailed it there. Yeah. You know, that 21, three million quid again. What a piece of business. And to come to a new country and have such an impact, you know, he's had a wee dip here and there, but, you know, Celtic have got options to go and fresh up. But he's been sensational. You look at his assists, you look at his goal return, you look at his desire, best man knowledge, low maintenance, never a minute's trouble from him. Um, off the part so you look at that he's been again um, another uh, hell of a find um, for Celtic here's a question from Jadon Lop who's on the socials at Go Football Show says Barry Mark what do you think would have happened if Celtic had scored a goal before St Mirren were awarded the penalty remember the game went on uh, after quite a wait would the goal have been written off the answer is yes isn't it mm. yeah. if, if the game's pulled back then yeah. obviously it goes back to that moment when there was an infringement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right, right, Doctor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all, yeah. all played after that becomes uh, redundant. Yeah. Thanks for that. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. A bit more from Ange Coglu. You know, we knew it'd be a, a good challenge for us here, and um, obviously after the penalty decision, we we kind of had to just maintain our composure and our discipline. I thought the lads did that. You know, we we, we kind of didn't get too um, carried away with the, with the state of the game at the time, and for the most part handled it well. And you know, even when they went down to ten men, very easy to just sort of think you have to change your approach. But you know, I thought we we can maintain our composure again, and you know, the guys coming on were fantastic in terms of just when we needed that extra sort of energy and sort of drive, they gave it to us. And Barry Matt O'Reilly coming on and getting a goal, what will that do for him? Well, obviously, it'll give him confidence. He's been out of the team, but. I don't think you can argue we've been out of the team because of the, the performance of Aaron Moy um, over the last couple of months. Um, yep, so listen, that's what you've got to do. If you got the oppor- if you get the opportunity, sorry, to come on to the pitch, you've got to show the manager um, something and he's come up with a, a decent finish with his, his right peg, which is no his, no his strongest. Um, but as I said, watching the game... That's the thing where I said Celtic weren't weren't firing on all cylinders. But one thing is that they stick to the game plan. They, they don't. Sometimes when you go a goal down, next thing you're very direct, getting yeah. the ball forward at every opportunity. Celtic just go and play the the same way. And and you know what? That's that's down to the manager. That yeah. must be drove into them every single minute, every single training session. Mark Barry, it is a shame that these big games this midweek are midweek. For example, Celtic against Hearts, there could be 60,000 there. It's tough though, isn't it? You know, late Wednesday and, and Rangers going through to Tynecastle. They're two brilliant games for a, a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a League Cup final. Oh, I know, it's it's I unavoidable. Sure, sure. Uh, are any of them on the telly? I don't even know if anyone on the telly. Maybe Beaster sure. Road if it yeah. was. It would yeah, be yeah. Road yeah, if it's what, on. What, I'm not sure if what, it is on. One thing, they'll be full houses. Aye, two cracking games. Yeah, yeah, the the fans find, games. I mean, talking from a Rangers point of view, they find, they find a way. Mm-hmm. If they need to get away if they work an hour early, <laughs> bang, they're away <laughs> and they'll be travelling through to Edinburgh and I'm sure Celtic Park will be um, full. Yeah, it's a point there from Frankie on the socials. He was just saying he takes his kids along and it's a shame. It's a school night and it's difficult. But I realise that's part of success. <laughs> there's another strike on there <laughs> Professor Beggett sorry for you <laughs> playing at Rangers Listen, Blackburn Rovers right. Birmingham City no, I'm, I'm Birmingham. just jealousy I'm walking, I'm walking I know you are yeah. Yeah. how many steps today I think you must be over 15,000 yeah. I'm going to tell you Hibs, uh, Rangers is on Hibs TV and Celtic Hearts is on Celtic TV 17,850 steps wow. Oof, that's impressive that's a good shift yeah. I feel it
<laughs> Man City Arsenal, you mentioned it's on the 26th of April. 0808 1717 700. Josh was on earlier on. Uh, Josh, we talked a fair bit about Celtic there. Uh, we're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. I see Dwight York has uh, brandished his credentials again, guys. He says he wants to be the manager of Aberdeen. Dwight York, could you see him coming up to Petorgi? What a striker he was. Yeah, I played with yeah, Yorkie at, um, Blackburn. at Blackburn, yeah. him and, and Andy Cole up top. And yeah, listen, they were obviously at Man United. That's where they really hit the, the dizzy heights. But you, you could see two of them were, were top players. Look, Yorkie's doing a, a, a good job over in Australia. Um, I'm sure he wants to get back to Britain and manage. You can see the reasons why he maybe want to, to try at Aberdeen. But I, I don't think... I think Aberdeen, if they're going to go for a manager, I think it'll be somebody experienced, Paul. If not, if Barry Robson does a, a real good job because he's got a, an experienced head beside him in the dugout, I think um, I think Aberdeen will look at all avenues, but in terms of Dwight York, I think he will become a, a very good manager, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, but I just don't think at Aberdeen. Mark, I love that when you hear Barry, you know, his time at uh, Blackburn Rovers, Dwight York and Andy Cole, yeah, amazing players, weren't they? Oh, what a partnership! Um, Man U, they were yep. they, they, they were brilliant. Even back to their time, and with Man U and the, and the team that Graham Souness assembled there, you know, I think there was a young Damien Duff yep. um, as well in there, and Craig Short and Brad Friedel, and I mean, they, 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 you know, an abundance um, of really good players. Uh, I don't think that Dwight York will, will get the Aberdeen job. Uh, I'd like to see Barry Robson get a crack at it, Steve Agnew alongside him. He's been round the block um, as a coach with Steve Bruce um, for years. But I think that Aberdeen there's a there's a there's a duty, particularly when you're a new CEO and Alan Burrows, to go and investigate thoroughly all your options. You know, you know that the club's in a safe pair of hands just now. You don't need to panic. You don't need to get somebody in the door the next day or two. So take your time and make sure you get the right one. Because what Alan Burrows doesn't need and Dave Cormack certainly doesn't need is making another wrong um, appointment something that doesn't get results from and, and therefore they put themselves under pressure um, can, can yeah. I just say about, you're talking about Dwight York and Andy Cole you, you obviously know your football remember Matty Hansen high left hand side yep he, he, what a player he was um, then he had the moped accident in Rome he had a head accident and he wasn't the same player but I tell you what what a footballer he was who was yep. the level sometimes I would have them my my dream team, the Scandinavian boy Pedersen, left hand side, could yep. work a lovely ball well, as well. Morton Gamp Pedersen. Yeah, yep. well remembered. Paul's on, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. Evening, Martin. Evening, Barry. Thanks How are you doing, Paul? Hi, Paul. Hi. Paul, can Hi. I just tell, can I just tell you before we get your question that many ex Rangers stars and the Scotland boss Stevie Clark was there today from all the different clubs. It was the funeral of Billy Thompson, the former uh, keeper with Dundee United, St Mirren. He was at Rangers and absolutely wonderful guy Barry I know you knew him well so I see at Dildowie today lots of people gathered this afternoon uh, for the funeral of Billy Thompson what a gentleman Paul your club Rangers what are you thinking? I well, can I just echo my sentiments okay. to, to Billy yes. Thompson and everybody else as well so to be Rangers with that and, and also just a wee one about I just found out obviously Thank you for as much for work and everything else but Alan McGraw passed away I can't believe he that did. either yeah that. we spoke last so, week about um, Alan yeah I saw so, what a character! What a, what a good character and whatnot. Indeed. So, I um, a couple of things. One of my quest as well is to defend a team. You know, mm-hmm. I always will when I feel that there's things going against them. Um, and that's very brief. I just want to touch on it. You can come into it if you want to, and then I'll make my main point. Um, but uh, a couple of ex-Celtic pundits and players and whatnot have made a couple of comments saying that 
No, Rangers lacked class, was the words that were said, and not staying back to see Celtic lift the cup. So it got me thinking, I did a trail through archive footage and everything else. No, I'm going to defend my club. And, and I didn't see the likes of Chris Sutton, who, who kind of, it, look, he makes points and he, he wants Rangers fans to bite. Yeah. Um, but he, I looked back and, and I wanted to say, because Barry's here as well, I don't think any Celtic players stayed back when Rangers were um, picking up trophies left, right and centre. So, uh, particularly when we won you know, the, the, the big one at Celtic Park many years ago, they were off the pitch quite quickly. But anyway, that's aside, I just defend my club. I'm Rangers, big Rangers fan, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to hear my. Was that a cup final? Okay. I think. Aye, the point, yeah, okay. Wait, 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 see, see about sure. Paul, just if I yeah. can come in there, it didn't bother me. Yeah. See, see if I'm being honest with you, I was just interested in going up the stairs and picking a trophy up and no. going and celebrating more fans. Yeah. Sure. Like, if they weren't there, do you know what? Yeah. I, I didn't nah. matter, I didn't make a big fuss yet. I, listen, yeah. it was all about winning for me, and yeah. I made sure, or wanted to try and make sure that my sure. team and the supporters had a good day and uh, I, yeah. I don't yeah. think I ever turned around to look no. if the opposition sure. was there it no. wouldn't have bothered me if they all walked into the dressing room and didn't want to see it like they'll be disappointed frustrated whatever I just uh, it yeah. didn't concern me one single bit Paul Andy Walker was on with Barry as you know the other week and he was exactly the same as Barry he said no problem with that Aye. whatsoever Aye. it doesn't matter honestly Paul uh, well, that'd be the same matter. I would want to go yeah. up to the dressing room and get in a shower as quickly as possible and, and, and okay. get out of there Aye. Aye. Okay. no listen I just you've done it I don't remember it at all it, other teams do it, for me this is the first time it's actually been brought up I, 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 I covered what 18 or 19 Scottish Cup finals for the for the, for the Sunday Mail including old firm ones the last one was 2014 when St John's beat Dundee United I don't recall any team standing the pitch yeah. applauding the one inside yeah. and nor would I expect them to no. Carabao Cup expect the same day as you know yeah. later on Newcastle okay. Maybe that's what, but different. yeah if they want to do that sure. up, up here no and by the way biggest rivalry in the if, world um, the last thing Michael Beale needed his manager on the back of the criticism mm. that he received from some of his own supporters in terms of the, the party thistle goal was to stand and applaud okay. um, Celtic yep. so I wouldn't expect it to happen and I wouldn't encourage it wouldn't be for me either if I'm a player okay. whether it was the winning team or the winning team got on me Paul yeah. what's your football question? Aye, that's it. So I've created another point there. Um, but I, uh, well, just a little you know, just say, I remember Barry saying about um, what was his biggest disappointment, not winning the UEFA Cup with Rangers. But just to say to Barry, listen, he took us on a, an amazing journey and in my lifetime to see us getting to the UEFA Cup final and, and Europe League final, but treasured moments. Would have loved to have won it, absolutely. But, you no, know, just to say, well done in getting us there and you shouldn't feel down about it because, you no, know, at the end of the day, some dead to loss, but you took us okay. on an amazing journey. So just to say that, um, Barry accepts that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking about it, but you just put me in a bad mood again. Exactly. Paul. <laughs> right, Paul. <laughs> right, Paul. What's your point? I point right being about um, Raskin and all that type of stuff, okay. and uh, you know the team moving forward. I, I may put Barry in another bad mood here, but to be honest, I'm hoping. You no, know, Bill said a while back he's going to take the handbrake off. He wants us more attacking minded. This 4-2-3-1 formation, I've been on here before saying about it, yep. but we're playing two holding midfielders. I know you're going to say Tavernier runs up the flank and Barisic runs up the flank, but we're so predictable. I mean, even David Martindale said a wee while back when fair enough Gio from yeah. Broncos was there mm. at the time, but he said, can, he can tell straight away, I can, I can make up the Rangers team. Mm. So I, can, I talked to my dad about it and said, right, I guarantee you, 4-2-3-1, here's your two holding midfielders. We need to move away, and I think we can need to mix things up a wee bit, and I'm hoping bring through youth wee bit of energy I'm glad we're not going down the, the loan deal all the time I take Tillman absolutely um, glad to see 
Well, you'll probably ask to film some of my calls coming in about James Sansa. Yeah. I didn't want to slate the guy's character, but I said for umpteen times, he wasn't Rangers class, in my opinion. I know he was put out his positions at certain times, but just didn't make it for me. Um, like the look of Raskin, I'm hoping more energy in, but I'm absolutely wanting to see something more through the middle and a spicing things up a wee bit and moving away from 4 2 3 one. Don't know what Barry thinks of that and, and what Mark maybe thinks of it as well. Barry. Yeah, you don't want to become too predictable as a football team, you know. I mean, you have a, a certain way of playing, but you can evolve within the, the, the system and, and I get where he's, he's coming from. Sometimes you don't need to play two holding midfielders. The teams that I played in, sometimes we played with two. Depending on who you play against, you play with one and two further forward. Um, so, And also, I've heard Michael Beale say as well, at times, you wouldn't mind, mind going with, sorry, two strikers one maybe drop them off a wee bit so yep you don't want to become too predictable and that's something that I'll depend on the personnel that he can get in mm. in the summer because he does like to play quite freely uh, Paul made a, a, an example there he did say as soon as he came in he wants to take the handbrake off that was what you want a manager to say in here um, so yeah but I, I think it depends on if he can get his number one targets in the areas that he thinks he can strengthen then I think he will come up with a, a few different scenarios during the game. Let's hear from Todd Cantwell. We really took it to them and I think they felt a different level of us. Started the second half, we were a little bit sloppy with the ball and I thought we were a little bit... Maybe it was a reflection of the first half, how much we put in, but we, we slipped off it a little bit and we gave them too much time. How that goal stood, I don't know, because I saw two hands on top of his shoulder, but... Um, it's one of those things we're disappointed we didn't get the clean sheet but you know we, we did slip off it for a little while and he feels uh, well he was asked are you settling in I just feel like I'm, I'm growing into my role I'm, I'm feeling fitter match fit like I said to you you know obviously you need to get those games in first and I feel like I'm now starting to come into my rhythm a little bit so yeah no I enjoyed it and the Celtic game I mean it's one of those things I think you have to kind of feel it and, and be there and you know um sort of soak up the atmosphere a little bit and I think yeah it's definitely an opener for how big a game it is um, but it's something that excites me it's something that I want to be a part of and it's something that I want to be on the winning side of Mark Raskin gets mentioned a lot what about Cantwell? Yeah I mean I think it's good for him to you know, learn in his role again he's another one but not a lot of football in the past uh, year or so or, or however long it's been so you know again when you listen to that you start to kind of see Michael Beals kind of thinking in terms of his start living in the cup final um, eight days ago but, but, but the cup final's gone um, yep. Paul, these, these guys are learning that's part of the benefit of getting players in in January they will be ready for, 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 for July when the Champions League qualifiers start and to go and get off to the best possible start uh, in the league race by the time then the season comes about they'll have at least another two old firm games under their belt possibly three if they meet in the Scottish Cup that'll all be beneficial um, moving forward but then again as Michael Beale pointed out when he's bringing these new guys in he can't afford to, to give them four or five months to bed in. They've got to be first team game ready, mentally strong enough to cope with the pressure of getting yeah. right into Champions League qualifiers, right into getting a good start. And Because if, if we want to trace it back right now, Rangers never recovered under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst at the four-day spell yeah. where they, they, they lost heavily at Celtic Park and lost heavily to Ajax in the opening Champions League game. That four-day period absolutely killed them and killed the manager. This is where the recruitment has to go into overdrive for me. And I'm talking about if you identify players, you need to get them in for the first day of pre-season. And I think Michael Beale knows that. You don't want to be waiting and three weeks into a pre-season, they're missing training with their teammates. 
if Rangers identify with the need to strengthen which is probably in the forward areas and maybe another midfielder or another defender they need to get them in early doors and that's when does pre-season start? 20th of June 21st yeah. of June run about because you'll have the qualifiers for the, the Champions League these guys need to get in the door as quickly as possible do you know who's been speaking again today to the media? Uh, Ryan Jack. He's been speaking about the two of the newcomers, Raskin and Cantwell. I've always said it. We've got great options in midfield um, throughout the club and throughout the squad. So when you get the chance, you've got to try and play well and try and grab it. And I thought, first half especially, I thought we all combined well and create chances. I think Todd done well, Nico done well. So, no, look, it's, it's just about, as you say, building that relationship. So there are two new players that's came into the club and... For us, we need to try and build relationships and I'm sure that will improve going forward. And you mentioned, Mark, about Cholak. He's in front of the media today as well. Of course, after a win, uh, it's more positive. We know uh, still how, on uh, what we have to work hard for because um, it's not enough only to have a good first half. We have to perform uh, 90 minutes. We want to win like every game, every half. So this is uh, what the gaff also demands from us. So... We are uh, positive, but we uh, know what we have to do better. And um, now we have a lot of really important games until the national team break. And uh, we want to win them all. So uh, to go again uh, into a small break where, can we, where we can also work on uh, things we can then do in the finish of the season better. Paul, what do you think about Barry was saying? The recruitment and early recruitment is massive for you. Oh, listen Absolutely, 100%. And um, I know Barry was talking about Douglas Park earlier on, but mm-hmm. no, I'm trying not to be scattered on approach. And you know, when you've went to hard times like that, cup final and whatnot, you, you can't help but question things like that. January transfer window, I know we only got two in, but you know, I wanted that guy for Swansea maybe to come in as well. And I don't want to be dithering over summertime. I want mm-hmm. to get players in pretty early. Celtic are doing it. Good word, isn't Getting them bedded yep. in. And what, what I was listening to Michael Beale listen to your show earlier on was, it was, and I like Bill, and I like the things he's saying. You know, it's, it's a bit of a difference from when Gio was in, but he was saying, "Oh, no, he's not fit and whatnot." And we can't have that, at Rangers. We need guys that are going to step in. Look, Celtic are nine points ahead of us now. We've tailed them. We've been, you know, six points back to nine, six points back to nine. We can't afford any support. We've got to hit the ground running um, come the, the start of the new season and put Celtic under pressure. And we can't have guys waiting to get three months, four months, five months and I know we've nope. had a hellish run of the, the injury list yep. but some, I just want to add in very quickly if you let me One final um, one yeah Paul we need to move I, on I, yeah. I want a lot I want Scottish players coming through I've said this before in your show I yeah. want Kevin Nisbet mm-hmm. I want you know, some Scottish talent coming through I think maybe Barry mentioned that before we're not doing that but let's I know Michael Beale knows the English market but let's get some youth through Walter Smith did it and he did brought me Whitaker and Kevin Thompson and what not came through the door Kenny Miller sure Barry do you want to see that now and Kenny Miller will be with us tomorrow night I could tell yeah, you. I, I yeah I think it's a thing that Rangers have always done we, we spoke about it a, mm. a number of weeks ago you, you've got Kenny Miller you've just mentioned Stephen Naismith Chris Boyd Stephen Thompson guys like guys like that I can go on there's another few more um, but Paul makes a good point no dithering listen get the guys in and they should be talking to players targets just now they should be talking to players through their agents to make sure they're in for the first day pre-season they get in they know their surroundings and there's no excuses they're training for the first day and that's what you need pre-season is the most important part of the season 
Here's Michael Beale about a young player with lots of talent you've not seen for a while. He's speaking about Alex Lowry. Alex Lowry, um, the day before the Partick Thistle game, when he was very, he was in the thinking to start. No one near him. He actually, the ball came and he turned and he, he had a problem with his his ankle and uh, it was a six week injury, which he's two weeks into. So he's out of the boot at the moment. But Alex is uh, he's probably four weeks from being ready to play. And the latest on Malik Tillman? Malik tried to train in the middle of the week and he just felt stiff in a number of areas, so we've just decided not to take the risk. We've obviously, we felt we had enough for this game without him and obviously we have a quarter-final coming up, which we're earmarking uh, uh, for his return. Barry, were you thinking something there about Yeah, Alex, Alex Lowry, yeah. I, I, I spoke about him in my column. There's no doubt he, he's got huge potential. I've seen enough of him to see that he's got the ability to play with Rangers now. To get noticed... I don't know what Mark thinks about it. I'd be doing extra, everything I can to get noticed for the manager. Because um, you don't want to see talent like that go to waste and not get an opportunity, but he needs to make sure he rolls his sleeves up and what's even harder to make sure he gets noticed with the manager. Mark? Yeah, he's, he's a great talent. So what Alex Lowry needs to do is question himself, be honest with himself, look himself in the mirror and say, why am I not more involved? and then in there will be the answer and it'll be from within and it's up to him to go and do something about it because he's got everything there going for him mm -hmm. the best of facilities good coaching team football clubs and supporters love nothing best of one of their own coming through so he'll get all the backing um, under the sun so the, the answer lies from within and it's up to the the, the young man to go and do something about it Paul plenty of points here thanks very much for calling The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road Hamilton Let's go Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel this time tomorrow it's at five we're here with Peter Grant the former Celtic star and Kenny Miller the former Rangers uh, and Celtic star as well Kenny's back in Scottish football he'll be with us tomorrow evening and then Wednesday it's Barry himself along with John Hartson so looking forward to the next few days Mark yeah, we'll see you very very soon looking forward to it yes. I know you Sorry, get a, I, can, I, can, I know a custard pie when I see you one. I know. Andy and Oz are here on Thursday and, and Barry and Stephen ahead of the Scottish Cup weekend so Stephen again huge one for him isn't it yeah, Scottish Cup coming yeah, up yeah. yeah it's a real chance for Falkirk to get to the to the semi-final yeah absolutely is Yeah, all that they wanted was to avoid um, Celtic and Rangers and they've, they've managed to do that at the weekend, Barry, looking at all the games, Hearts St. Johnson, I think you got that one right, didn't you? Um, the other day, oh, you weren't on Friday, yeah. it, was, it was Craig, but when we spoke about it on the Wednesday, I think you did go for Hearts. Yeah, I, yeah. I fancied um, I fancied Hearts uh, to win, certainly at, at, at Tyne Castle, um, against a, a stuffy St. Johnson team, but I fully expected Hearts, and it looked to me, of watching the highlights, it was pretty convincing. Josh Ginelli, a couple of goals, Mark, and he's out of contract in the in the summer. Chris has done some great work for us here. We, I've got a list of everyone, and he's one yeah. of the players at Hearts. Yeah, yeah, he's certainly one that the, the club will want to tie down. I think there's been a wee line on the back of that um, earlier on today, just saying that your preliminary discussions have started. Right. But I'm, I'm I'm certain that Robbie Nielsen will uh, will want to keep him uh -huh. impressed. By Hearts, they definitely well, yeah, they're are a good, they they're, 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 yeah. they're a good side. Yeah. I mean, I was at the game, St Johnston actually. Played well, maybe I think the scoreline maybe flattered Hearts a wee bit. Um, Xander Clark had a couple of top draw saves. Um, opening goal was a, was a deflection, all that kind of stuff. But, the, but they're really pleasant um, on the eye. And actually, what, what caught my eye too, um, Paul, and I guess in the show a couple of times, was the, the work rate and the, 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 the quality of Lorne Shankland outside the box. Lincoln play up, his first touch using his body, 
all powerful. things like yeah. I mean, he's just he's more than a a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. You know, he he really joins in the game and helps join things up um, for Hearts as well. So he's worked a lot um, in his game. That's down to good coaching from Robbie and his staff, mm-hmm. and he, he really looks the part. Yeah, he, he's definitely a better all-round football player. No, no doubt about yeah. it. Since he left, went to Belgium. A lot mm-hmm. of people say that didn't work. Right, that that happens in football, but. I think it was a shrewd bit of business with Robbie to bring him in and you can see it when he plays he comes deep links up well um, and listen he's got a, an eye for a goal there's no doubt about that he certainly is Tw- 21 goals and Barry you mentioned about him for you know maybe Rangers uh, you'd said last summer it didn't happen he was in the other night yeah, I think you should always look at home yep. first I always say there's good players here there's good players but we, we spoke about it before we've let too many good young players leave I, I, I'm surprised that a Rangers or Celtic have no come in for guys like Josh Doig Lewis my, ne- my nephew yeah. Yeah, um, even before that uh, Hickey yeah Aaron Hickey guys yeah. like that so yeah but I think we, we should look at some of the players that are playing here because I, I certainly think they can do a job maybe no start and play every single game but I tell you what they would be right useful squad players you need to find players that can go and win the title that should yeah. be the main criteria for Rangers now you cast your net far and wide and you bring in the best possible options but there might be one or two mm. solutions under your nose mm. at Hearts or Hibs or Aberdeen or Dundee United or Mullerwell St Johnson whoever it may be and they'll know their way around the Scottish game there's no settling in period they won't cause fortunes so you're not putting huge chunks out of your budget um, and they know their way around the Scottish game over 30 that is all that matters it's not about trying to get 10 points in the Champions League or you know winning the league cup it's about winning beating Celtic over 38 games that is the priority for Michael Beale and his squad and his recruitment team over the next few months the example I keep using is Kevin Nisbet his deal Mm -hmm. to Millwall which obviously he he knocked back towards the end he wanted to come back up and obviously reevaluate it in the summer 1.4 million pound that was the, the fee we add ons obviously if you play 20 games yeah. or 40 games sure. I'm, not, I'm not too sure exactly it was don't tell me that's no a right good deal for somebody don't tell me Kevin Nisbet hasn't got the, the abilities to play at a Rangers or Celtic for me I've seen enough of him since he's come back off his injury and Lauren Shankly as well he's 21 goals imagine the amount of chances it would get created for a like say a Kevin Nisbet and a, a Lauren Shankly at a Rangers or, or a Celtic and i Sometimes it baffles me why they don't um, they don't look to mm. go and cast an eye over these players every single week because I think they could do a job, no doubt about it. We underestimate the talent in our country. Yeah, but that's my sure. my, my, my honest opinion. Okay. What about Hibs then? So that's Hearts on forty five, Celtic on seventy six points, Rangers sixty seven, Hearts forty five, and Hibs on forty. Mark, they'll now be looking to say, hey, we could we could catch the Hertz. Aye, you know yeah. what? Let's let's give credit uh, to Hibs because yeah. you know I think um, uh, Lee Johnson went into the game against uh, Aberdeen the night that Jim Goodwin lost his job mm-hmm. and had Lee Johnson lost that night. It might have been him. Yeah, you know, walking right. across the pitch sure. with his P forty five. So yeah. you know, credit to him for for turning it uh, around. He might look upon you know one or two changes that were made during the January window has been significant in a positive way. Uh, the way they've kicked on and it looks as if they're going to give. Uh, hearts are run for their money and they'll certainly make it very very difficult for Rangers on Wednesday night certainly will Barry and uh, Livy been disappointing aren't they they're on a, a poor run at the moment yeah they are and, and do you know what I think Mark's spot on because he, he did say that generally the team's out with 
uh, Celtic and Rangers and I'd probably put Hearts into the equation as well um, they, they do go through the wee spurts yeah. of like four or five um, defeats but looking at that game on Wednesday I think Livingston will beat Dundee United I, I think Dundee United are in trouble you think I so? yep yeah, I do I, you seen that I watched the game against mm. Aberdeen um, and initially you get that feel good factor for mm. about 20 minutes 25 minutes and when the game started to settle Aberdeen started to get stronger and as the game went on even when he equalised I still fancied Aberdeen to go on and, and get that winning goal they, obviously they, they got a second then a third but yeah I can't see I can't see Dun United surviving Tough one for Jim Goodwin. You mentioned Hibs there. Hibs next up against Rangers. Ange Postacoglu isn't speaking today about the game. I would think we'll have him tomorrow, probably. Michael Beale has been speaking, though, about the match with Hibs. Usually there's a good atmosphere. They're feisty games. And, um, yeah, I, I think that there's no reason why Hibs wouldn't be on the front foot against us. And uh, our away form's been very, very strong. And I think we'll have to perform well. I think we're in a good place at the moment. And we should go there. Uh, very confident but we're going to face a team that's going to going to meet us head on and I think that makes for a good game So he was asked today about the contract situation I, I just want to see where this squad is and where it's going I think I've come back in and tried to give the team stability with some of the old things that we did when I was here previous we had a lot of injuries when I come in we've stabled it we've lost one game in what is it now, 16, one game in 18 for the team. So I've gone with stability, but you're going to see change. You're going to see change in the way the team plays and the formation and everything. we just got to get to that moment. In terms of Ryan and Alfredo, they're both going to have options in the summer. Ryan Jack, Scott Arfield, Alan, all of those guys. I've wanted to focus on the football. So whatever chats went on before I came in, of course I've had some personal chats with the boys, but we haven't put anything in front of anyone because we want to see how things move in the coming weeks. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody other than ourselves. You know, of course I've spoke to those boys. The most important thing is I want them to focus on football and they're focused on it. I've been delighted with both Alfredo and uh, Ryan. But every player, really, no one's given me a problem since I've come back in, regardless of their status and, and where they're at contract-wise. Barry, what's your reaction to Michael Beale? In terms of... Just in general, but the players there. Yeah, he's honest, there's been no contracts put on the table, but he's had private chats, and I, I would guess he would um, he would have a, an idea. There's no doubt in my mind that he'll have an idea who he wants to keep and who also wants to maybe move on. Um, so I think he's just keeping it in-house in just now but I think he knows um, the guys that will be leaving and the guys that he'll be wanting to keep and you think it'll be a big turnaround this yes, summer yes sure. I do yeah. um, I know he called it a revamp I think it's a rebuild rebuild Mark major surgery yeah. and I, I think we knew that anyway yeah, sure. we knew that yeah. as soon as he came as soon as Michael Beale came in and he's been open and honest about that he knows that um, he's already mentioned four or five starters coming in mm. I think you'll see certainly more players um, leaving because he needs to trim the squad. The, the, the squad is quite heavy, top heavy. If you look, I think there's what twenty-four players, yeah. twenty-five maybe. So you're looking to running a squad of maybe twenty, twenty-one, yeah. a few younger kids. Um, so you'll need to trim the squad, and I'm sure you'll see um, quite a few changes come the summer. Yeah, I mean, probably four or five of those guys haven't been offered contracts yet, Paul, because they're not going to get offered yeah. contracts. Mm. So there'll be one or two that he's unsure about. There'll be one or two that he'll be thinking, like Barry said, ideally he'll want players tied up. You know, Michael Beale will go, if they're in the Scottish Cup final, he'll go away for a, for a, 
for a week's holiday or something like that on June the 5th or if not a week earlier but he'll want his players to so he'll be thinking ideally I'm, I'm not really want to keep him but if I've not got who I think I might have in the door we'll maybe need to offer this guy something and, and just keep him uh, on board um, but look the, the evidence is there as a squad the Rangers squad isn't good enough to compete with Celtic it's a hell of a task to go and better Celtic but I think we all know that over 38 games but Rangers need to find a way of getting better players in the door and moving the guys on that aren't up to it just moving them on as I said two weeks ago Michael Beale has to be absolutely ruthless uh, as he goes about his business in terms of building his squad for the new season yeah but what I will say see the 1st of February once the window closed that's when the recruitment drive should have started and I would expect it have started there but he already know because he'd been in the door for a while he knows where he needs to go and strengthen and who's not going to be going with him um, forward come come the summer so the 1st of February that's when you're identifying who you want to, to go and bring in and that's when the talks should have I, I would be surprised if they're not entered into talks with three, four stroke five players already and I'm talking about players that are not at Rangers yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah for next season Huge time for Ross Wilson and his team as well, along with the, the manager. This is the update for the team ahead of Hibs. Yeah, everyone's fine. So that was uh, pleasing along with the result. Just got to keep moving forward, haven't we, and play the game that's in front of us. It's a, it's a big week. Obviously, uh, the first part we've navigated through. Um, another win, and, and we're doing well in that sense in terms of in the league. This will be a, a tough test on Wednesday and then obviously we have the quarter-final to look forward to at the weekend. What's the outcome, do you think, Mark? Hibs against Rangers? I, I'm going to go for a score draw. Oh, really? On, yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, one Sorry. Each. Yeah. Barry, what do you reckon? <laughs> I have to win. I have to win every single game. Because <laughs> um, I, I think Celtic will, will beat Hearts. Um, I was going to say pretty convincingly I think Hearts will come and make a game but I see Celtic winning by a couple of goals so Rangers you, you need to keep the coattails and hope that something slips up um, but seeing in, in terms of players I'm just looking obviously Chris has done a brilliant job here with yeah, players out of contract yeah. Dell's got some amount of work to do uh-huh. and there's some, he's got 24 players he has. out yeah. of contract four yeah. are loans um, and St Johnson as well St Johnson's got 13 so quite, quite a few managers will have busy summers so well done Chris great research thank you Chris yeah. uh, for Celtic then Barry said he's going for Celtic to beat Hearts uh, this was Anne speaking uh, his summary of the game yesterday you know, we knew it would be uh, you know, a good challenge for us here and um, obviously after the penalty decision we, we kind of had to just maintain our composure and our discipline I thought the lads did that you know, we we, we kind of didn't get too um, carried away with uh, with the state of the game at the time, and for the most part handled it well. And you know, even when they went down to ten men, very easy to just sort of think you have to change your approach. But you know, I thought we we maintained our composure again, and you know, the guys coming on were fantastic in terms of just when we needed that extra sort of energy and sort of drive, they gave it to us. And surely give Alistair Johnson his goal. Well, I'm going to take it. I'm going to claim it. Um, I need to see a better replay of it um, just to make sure. But it felt like mine. I celebrated like it was mine. And yeah, I hope Canada woke up early for that kickoff. It was obviously an early one um, back home to see that. But no, it was important, obviously, going into halftime. 
down a goal, but up a man. So we just knew that we needed to stick to what we were doing. And of course, once we got the equalizer, we're pushing, we were knocking on the door. Um, and it felt really good to, you know, be at least play a part in whatever that goal was that, that pushed us ahead. So no, it was a good result in the end. And again, a good performance in the second half from us. And Mark, for Celtic, they won't want to lose anything on Wednesday night. No, they want to keep going. Like, you know, I see there'll be you know, lots of targets um, from within the, the club and um, you know beating Hearts on Wednesday night will just be another part of that and I'll expect them to do so. But I think Hearts will give Celtic a good run for their money. And you think Celtic are working towards next season already? To yeah, bring they, more they, in? they will be. They're, they're very well organised. Um, see, with that list that Chris has compelled, one player out of contract, which is yeah. a fourth or fifth choice goalkeeper, Connor Hazard. So that shows... The, the proper work that's going on behind the scenes all fronted up by Ange Postecoglou. it just shows you if you've got the right man in charge give him the power Barry what's your score then at Tynecastle? Celtic Park at Celtic Park yeah. I beg your pardon um, it is I, yeah. I think yeah. 3-1 Celtic and then your scoreline at Tynecastle. no we'll hold that for later in the week for the road. cup game no 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 for the cup game alright oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was just sorry. trying to come back on that one yeah. on Wednesday I'm I know yeah. one you'll game be, at a time you'll be back on Wednesday Looking right, forward yeah. to it. You'll be here with John Hartson. Mark, thanks very much. Thanks, thanks Chris. Paul. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Paul. We're back here tomorrow night. Peter Grant and Kenny Miller. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.